This kind of chicanery can't be tolerated. Ride out and stop this Christophori or Christophori or however he decides he wants to pronounce it today. You must put an end to this before he succeeds with his plan. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Skadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me online at Fifth of Daybreak, and with me I have the rest of the Lost Legends. Hi, I'm John. I go by Clovermite online, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcone. My name is Brian, and my character's called Tajmil. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Alright, let's jump back in. Uh, when we last left off, you guys had just met up with uh, Veers and were getting ready to head out uh, to the south in search of the Coloss. Were there anything, uh, any other RPing that you guys wanted to do before you got going? Or should we say that the rest of the wagons got loaded up uh, and you guys took your places and got ready to get going? I'm all ready to get going as you guys are. I forgot the last thing I said, so I'm ready to go. Lord Falcombe is sitting there waiting. Alright, uh, we will go ahead and make this very first part of the episode uh, a little bit of character management then. Uh, I have not given out any uh, advancements this season at all. A little bit of an oversight, a little bit intentional, depending on where you draw that line. Uh, but we, we had a lot to unpack after everybody got done with their solos. Okay, so we're getting advancements? Uh, everybody is going to get six advancements. For, Holy cow. Uh, everything that has happened up to this point in the season. Wow, that's a lot. I thought you said you were going to cut back. Uh, six for seven episodes versus two to three each episode. Oh, right, right, right. Good point. Yeah. It's, uh, what, four for each character? Four episodes for each character? But neither here nor there. Yeah, I'm almost full again. I have one empty yeah, slot. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're stingy with yours. Well, no, A, you wouldn't let me spin the one that I wanted to do, which I understand, but to be fair, and I, I thought I did I did heal that burden, I thought, with it, because I... Uh, well, that's a burden that you don't need uh, advancements to heal. You just have to spend a whole long rest focused on healing it. Oh, then we had a long rest since my bruised thigh. The bruised thigh happened. Yeah, but you've spent those doing other things instead of healing it. Oh, you have to, like, forgo any advancements to then use long rest to heal it? Yep, because in spent, instead of spending that time training or researching or whatever it was your character would be doing to gain, like, a trait, gain an attribute, gain a standing... Instead of doing that, your character is focusing on healing, whether it's like physical therapy, your bed rest, or whatever it would need to be done for that injury. And I've kind of cheated it a couple times because I gave out so many advancements. Yeah, and and we were using advancements like we weren't supposed to. We used them not in a full long rest, didn't we? Uh, I did that once or twice, but only because I had overloaded everybody with advancements. Uh, and then, uh, along with the advancements, we are going to count this first part of the journey as a long rest. 
Um, you guys are going to be on the road for three or four days uh, with not much going on. And we'll be able to RP some scenes with that. But um, if you guys wanted to have some more interactions between each other, uh, probably not three or four days, but a couple of days um, so that way you have time to rest. So everybody will be able to uh, do one thing this long breather. Ooh. Oh, oh as far as advancement? Trevor. What can it be? What we want it to be. Anything? Um, you just... Well, you've got the spending advance. You've got the advancements in the game reference on the right hand side. Um, that gives most of the ways that you can spend your advancements in a long okay. breather. And then you could also spend it healing your concussion if you wanted to. And what does my concussion affect? Uh, other people can use your concussion to give themselves more dice when rolling against you. Ooh. And how much... Uh, I wouldn't be able to take any advancements to heal that, though? Uh, it wouldn't cost you any advancements to heal it, uh, but you wouldn't be able to spend any advancements this time around. Alright, I think that that's what I'm going to do then. Yeah, I'm going to have to recover for my bruised thigh, I guess. But can I recover my concussion by, like, uh, can you describe the scene? Uh, yeah, you guys are, there's about three wagons, um, that are all loaded, uh, with tons of goods, supplies for the trip, obviously. But along with that, there are these, um, large, very large, very heavy boxes that were loaded up from the shop, uh, the craftsman shop, where Lord Falcone's Makawitl was made. And What kind of craftsman? Um, you would have to ask Lord Falcombe about that. But there's also two wagons for personnel, one in the very front and one in the very back. And he would request that a couple be, uh, a couple of the party probably be in either of the wagons. So, um, divide yourselves, like, how would you guys be divided in groups of two? I'd probably be in the back just because I'm a shady character. I'd probably be riding up front. Uh, Lord Falco be keeping an eye out. And I imagine with that, Merida would be up front for two reasons. One, because you put the tin eye up front where they can see things. And then two, because that's not your Taj meal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, think uh, I think Tony's going to hang out with Taj Mill this time. All right. So um, that's basically how it looks. You guys are traveling through the basin. Uh, very lush, very fertile area. Uh, you know, the land is just ripe for uh, any kind of farming or, you know, even just the wild fruits and, uh, the, you know, the land is just rich and ready for people to live there. And you're uh, traveling along in this wagon and it's very slow going because there's been no established paths or roads. And this is the first time anybody's setting off this way. Okay. Wait, were we spending advancements? Uh yeah, uh, but Tajmil, uh, well Tajmil kind of wanted uh, asked about the scene. We get we got oh, sidetracked. Well, we got sidetracked, but yeah, you uh, definitely can spend advancements if you want to. Yeah, I got sidetracked myself reading them. I am going to advance my charm by one. Yeah, I kind of want to do the same thing. Advance my charm. Really, you want to do the charm? I didn't think that was Merida's specialty. Have you seen how much she's tried to charm people? Oh, I guess I haven't been paying attention i mean it's it's either I... charm or wits for her right you know yeah maybe influence influence would be a good one for her to bump up to i have pretty high influence right now. yeah so what's yeah she can change laws 
Oh, really? Um, I can change then... laws. Boom. Um, really? How many does she have? Damn. Six. Have to be at least eight six. or six. Uh, okay. six. Um, speaking of which, do a I character with six my... or more dice can influence, uh, may attempt to change, suspend, or create laws. Damn. Damn. She really is the shadowy person pulling the strings. Hell yeah. Yeah, your your health and spirit would all everybody's. Um, well, I guess Tajmil is the only one who's really been hurt. Uh, but reset all your stats. Right Even on. resources. Uh, your resources are negative two, which is a good thing. Oh, so do I, I have. Do I, have I reset extra, my resources? I have extra resources. I think I just spent some on the trip, so I don't think it would make sense to do that. But was it four? I think you're at two permanent spent. And then you had spent four. So you're at six right now. Sounds good to me. One of the few times Lord Falcom is richer than Tony. <laughs> and I think that wraps up all of the long rest stuff. So uh, were there any small scenes, like small discussions that you might want to do between Tony and uh, Tajmil or Merida and Lord Falcom or possibly Merida and Aviers or any other combination of any of that? Yeah, I just remembered that uh, Tajmil is my book guy. So, Tajmil, what what book did you bring me to read today? Um, I would hand him over uh, my pad of paper and my pen, and I would show him the comic book that I am currently working on. <laughs> and it's it's uh. Let's let, what what would be the name of this book of this comic series? We will just call it uh, the ah uh, wait. Na what what is the city in, in in this universe that starts with with uh, a, a a V? Um, Make I can tell you some that don't exist yet. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, uh, there's um, not really a lot of cities. There's probably settlements. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I, I've established that they've gotten Iron Gate set up, uh, or um, Dryport set up, and I think there was one other city that I had mentioned. Um, I can't remember any that would have started with a V from before the Catasandra. Let's make one up. Vinsburg. Um, there's All right. there's Fadric City. That sounds kind of uh, suggestive. Um, we'll just say Venice, all right? My this comic book series. <laughs> no, no, series... Venice. Venice. Okay, yes. yeah, the the that's the town of Venice that was found. It was a town, a small town, in the final empire that was renamed after the fall of the Lord Ruler and only existed for about three years. Okay, well, the name in this series, and that you got to understand, Tony, this is a work in progress. So you know, I'm not. You're not just gonna get a book suggestion from me you're gonna get a series created for you and uh this is called the merchant of venice and it's starring our hero limjot who oh uh he is a he is somebody <laughs> who he does his taxes Tajmil, let me let me stop you right there this is this is cool i'm glad you got a thing but this isn't gonna make me smarter i'm trying to get smarter what other books you got? Um, I would uh, <laughs> flip through my books and see if I can find something. One about the digest, the human digestive system, and hand it over. Listen, you know, you want to get smart. I see all these eggheads reading about guts and stuff like that. Why don't Why don't you try this out? Maybe it'll help. Whoa, you Whoa, this is totally disgusting. 
Great suggestion, Tajmil. <laughs> I think Lord Falcone would be riding up front with Merida and probably say something like, I'll never get used to this scenery. I guess growing up pre Cassandra, none of this makes sense. It's still so strange. Do you remember before? I'm talking to Merida. Do I remember before? Uh, you probably would have been at oldest, like, three years old. So she's gonna be like, no. Hmm. You're not missing out on much. A lot of ash. No, none of- I guess, I guess you could have been five or six, depending on your how old you want Merida to be. I'm 27. So you, you would you would remember. Okay. So then she's like, yeah. Yeah. It's changed a lot. But some things don't change, I guess. We're- Still going out to barter with Kolos? Look over at the, uh, is the merchant nearby? Uh, uh the merchant is, uh, still in Elendel, but Aviers would oh, be, okay. uh, probably riding up front not too far away in the wagon with you guys. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know what he seeks to gain from Kolos. But, we're getting paid. Yeah, getting paid is very good. I think going to talk to the Kolos could be a very interesting thing. Very, very much a learning opportunity. Oh, you've never met Kolos before? Not particularly, no. Let me tell you, just like the Ash Falls, you're not missing much. Actually, you're probably happier the way you are. And Falcone probably just look off into the distance after that one. Meta probably just looks at him and just kind of like like creases her eyes like she's so confused and then just like ignores him. Okay. Uh, any other scenes we want to do? You could do cross the crew like at a campfire at night or something uh, if you guys wanted to discuss the upcoming uh, heist in... All right. Well, but, you know, be subtle about it because you are with a group of other people. I got an idea, guys. Uh why don't we uh, see about this? these other people, uh, if they're interested in having a, a chili cook-off? <laughs> and oh, adapt- according to this book, chili doesn't sit well with the digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> see, Tony, you're smarter already. I know, it's working. High five. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys say, though? Maybe we can make uh, a roll, milder roll version. Roll for chili, I guess. <laughs> roll for chili. How many dice is that? Um, let's make this a wits. Oh, boy. So this is going to be four dice. <laughs> they they agree to your chili cook-off, and they are uh, going to bring their A game. Maybe it would be resources. I've got three sixes and a five. I think it should be like some mixed roll. One, he has to be able to create chili. Two. He has to have the stuff for Chili. Three, Chili has to exist in the Mistborn universe. That's one I was going to ask about that. Do they have beans and tomatoes? They they have a bunch of different lentils and like beans and stuff. That's pretty much what they subsisted off in the final Empire area was like root vegetables and stuff. But I don't know about Chili's. Like the, the spicy pepper part, I don't know where that'll come from. Just mix dirt into it. Southern Skadriel. Chili does exist in Skadriel. Chili does not exist in this campsite. 
because after Kajmiel oh. brings his pot of chili up and they bring their pot of chili up, the entire group agrees that both pots are fucking terrible. <laughs> wow, the so, book was right. I gave it my best. Maybe I should have read the cookbook that I'm carrying for a later encounter with you, Tony. Yeah, that probably would have helped. What's a cookbook? All in due time. Okay. Does anybody want to talk about anything relevant to the plot lines before we keep going? <laughs> no, okay. What? So what does a coloss look like? Well, uh, it, it really depends on the maturity of the coloss, uh, what they appear to be. The younger ones are a little bit taller than our good friend Falcom here, and uh, they can grow to be about seven or eight feet. Blue skin... And uh, the larger ones start to grow out of it, so it tears at the corners, and you can see the sinew underneath. And what about the immature ones? Oh, those are squatter, and they're just as mean and nasty as the larger specimens, but the skin hangs off of them and kind of bubbles around, and it doesn't fit very well because it doesn't grow. They grow into their skin. Ew. I think Merida turns to the rest of the group and is like, so are we in agreement that Lord Falcone doesn't come close to the Coloss? Well, he's definitely not blue. (laughs) I meant he shouldn't come with us to talk with him because he might cause a riot. No. Oh, yeah. That's that's probably a good thing. I'm hired for a job right now. I'm a professional. Before I appreciate that. Before all this, I was a soldier paid to fight the Coloss, so I don't have a lot of good feelings for him, but I specifically should be there in case something does go wrong. You'll want me there. Oh, I didn't know you were a soldier. Well, I was lord of a noble house. I led a small routine of soldiers. (laughs) I can tell you that my father, as lord of a noble house, never led any soldiers. Well... That's his shortcomings, aren't they? I I feel like I should be offended, but I don't I don't like him, so that's okay. Truth be told, I'm more worried about that one sitting right there. And he points to Tajmil. He threw oh, quite a fit Christ. when he heard that we were going after the Coloss. Well, you gotta understand though, these guys they're basically jerks. I don't know if you remembered the national tragedy that was the siege on Luthadel, but uh, let's just say we got a little bad blood between us. Wait, so Tajmil's the one whose parents died by the Coloss? Yes. Oh, I thought that was Lord Falcom. Mm-mm. No, Lord Falcom oh. also hates Coloss with a passion, oh, okay. but more because for different reasons. More because he saw a lot of people die to them while he was trying to kill the Coloss. <laughs> oh, okay. Mira's probably just like, there's a lot of bad blood here, and I don't want this going south. Tajmil, let me see if this book can says you handle yourself that. around these guys. They're not the same guys that took part in the siege of Luthadel. That's almost a sure. Listen, I'm not the one claiming that all Kolos look like, but you have to understand that I probably shouldn't go into this situation given my uh, short fuse and predicaments i found myself in already you can work on your book there you go you assured me he would not be a problem is that changed 
because I can still arrange to have him sent back. He can, he can guard the wagons while he works on his book. Take a look, it's got pretty pictures. I don't see a situation occurring where there are not Coloss coming to the wagons at some point or other, should I be able to get what I have come to acquire. Now, All right, if wait, that is we... the case that this will be a problem, then we need to figure this out right here and now. Can we metagame right now? Sure. Okay. Is there any sort uh, on the uh, wagon? Is there any sorts of medications? Here's what I'm getting at. You remember in uh, the A team, I ain't, I ain't getting in no chopper, fool. You know, and they had to give Mr. T the, the, the milk to get him on the helicopter. So yeah, I, uh, I don't think there are any sedatives in this, this wagon. We actually have somebody who is the ex- exact opposite of a sedative. Yeah. <laughs> if we had a soother, yeah, we could take you along and just keep you real chill. I could well, I could uh, riot his sense of exhaustion. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah. Just like I did to you when we ran into the Colossus last time. <laughs> yeah. Tony, don't use your allomancy on the Colossus. Just do not. I'm telling you that straight oh. up. Why? I can make them feel happy. They like being happy, right? If this is supposed Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This might be something that I could use. Is there some reason that you know about that they should not be rioted? Because our good friend here might make it much easier to achieve our goal here tonight. I could do a magic trick! I and don't then immediately pull feel out the cards like... and they scatter all over the place. <laughs> I don't feel like they'll be responsive. How many dealings have you had with the Coloss in the past, or mister? Well, if I already had what I came to acquire, I would not be going to meet with them in the first place. So you've never met Coloss before in your life? We, we do not need to say that I have not met the Coloss, but this will be the first time I have initiated trade negotiations. However, that is not without precedent, because Lacal did the same thing during that very siege that our friend Tajmil here so dearly does not want me to forget. Hey, I got an idea. Maybe I could be of some use in this negotiation because I remember I was begging and pleading for my mother's life with one of them, but, I mean, that deal didn't work out. But maybe this one will. What are you going to offer them? Friendship. No, I'm talking to the the actual... (laughs) tradesman oh i'm good at friendship i i think i have uh discovered a currency that would be most most intriguing to the coloss and that is it's not very specific well i i was hoping to not spoil the surprise until we got here but go ahead and actually give me a uh influence roll falco or no make it a charm roll falco oh come on influence is nice but let me find dice. Give you plus one for your uh, nobleman's bearing. Okay. Uh, three threes and a four. Uh, but I suppose there's no harm in letting the cat out of the bag early. And he gets up and he walks over to a wagon and uh, he pulls a crowbar out from like one of the some point some place where it's stashed and uh, hands it to you uh, to Falcombe in order to have you rip open the top of one of the very large, very heavy crates. He does it one-handed. Uh, okay, yeah, you uh, just casually, like, flick your wrist a little bit, and the lid pops up, 
And as you move it to the side um, in the dying light of the sunset uh, at the end of the night, as you guys have been traveling, you see the gleam of the light on the metal of these very vicious, very sleek-looking uh, butcher's cleavers that are the size of coloss blades. But it's obvious that like great care and attention has been put into making these blades because you've, you've seen quite a number of coloss blades before. I imagine you've even wielded one or two of them in your past, and these are a cut in quality above anything that you've seen the coloss use before. Well, this isn't going well. Hey, where are the cats? Uh, that is a, a figure of speech, my dear friend. Oh. Lord Falcom is just like staring into this box at this point. He's like, the, he's lost. The, the beautiful, aren't they? Why, I, I know that Very you shiny. Have you he, ever he... seen what one of these does to a human being? Or two, three human beings in a row. And you want to give them better swords? The devil is in the details, my dear friend. Because if they are swinging those swords at the people who I want them to be swung at, then there is no issue. And are we starting a war? I I can promise with 100% certainty that if it is my choice, uh, these Kolos will never harm a human being again in their lives. Or even against each other. I plan on keeping them so busy building a new society that they won't even think about violence. You obviously don't understand Skolas. Violence is their primary objective. It's wired into their very All of that has changed being. ever since Rune has been taken out of the equation. Now, Kolos are still Kolos. Do not get me wrong. There is a reason that I asked for a pewter arm to come along this mission for me with a considerably well-crafted weapon of your own, I might add. However, with the changes that Harmony has made and stated were put in place in the words of founding, I believe that this will be even easier than when James LeCal used... Or was it LeCal? I'm pretty sure it was LeCal. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, when he Justice, used wooden it? painted coins to hire his own. And then they killed everyone, didn't they? Isn't isn't that how the story goes, Merida? Well, but that's what he paid them to do. I do not want them to hurt anybody. I want them... The, the best thought... weapon is the one that you never have to swing. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. There are those... I like the kitty idea. I think kitties would have made an excellent gift. And how how are kitties going to cause them to get violent? Everyone loves kitties. They're cute. You can pet them. They make meow sounds. My question is, after you give them these weapons, what is your guarantee that they won't kill you? Because I believe that the Kolos have changed enough and uh, are not so dissimilar from human beings that they will not listen to reason. They listened before when they were getting cheated. I am not going to cheat the Coloss, but I am also not going to let the most untapped resource in the Elendel Basin go to waste because of some old ideas about how God controlled their minds and caused them to hurt people. I know that was the case, but things have changed, and this is the greatest opportunity that anyone has ever had since the Lord Ruler created the noble system in itself. 
Lord Falcom's going to pick up one of the Kola swords. Uh, it, it feels very well balanced in your hand. Um, you can just tell that um, when you've held them before, they were just meant to be big and have an edge. These are crafted to be well They're actual weapons. sword swords, not... Yeah. Not... I mean, they still scrap have... Scrap iron shape. turned into a cleaver. Mm-hmm. Wait, He's so they're made gonna, out of steel? He's gonna, like, flick it through the air and put it into the ground point first and say you say you want to help build their society why are these not farm tools you could have made a hundred plows out of this metal you could have taught them to farm you could have these taught them the anything tools they will be working with this is strictly to get me to the table well, you, I don't think you fully understand. I don't want them building a society for themselves. I want them building a society for myself. Let me just, let's just cut to brass tacks here. There are those in Elendel who do not want to see me succeed. They claim that I am not a real nobleman, that my house is a sham, and that any work that I do is already salted earth and needs to be just exterminated. I am doing what I am doing to ensure that those enemies who are judging me by slander and false information are never able to stop me from making my mark in the Elendel Basin and creating my own version of Elendel, my own city. It would be a beacon of trade and humanity and art and education. I think Merida is just going to grab Lord Falcom and just pull him over and try to talk to him privately. I'm going to leave the Kolos sword buried in the ground. <laughs> and then I'll walk over with Merida. So Merida's going to be like, you know, I, I was at first okay with negotiating with them, but this guy sounds like a lunatic. It's... Sounds like he'll bring, like destruction where he goes he's crazy so i see we only have a couple choices here merida you're the most reasonable person out of our group and honestly i'm the one who dragged us into this i did not know it was going to be like this if i knew we were going to be giving the colossus weapons to swing them to the side of some crackpot half nobleman then no, I don't think we'd even be here. But I don't think us dissenting is going to stop him. Do we go through with the job, try and make sure it goes smoothly as possible, and maybe have a good out out outcome from it? Or do we just leave this guy to go get murdered by Kolos, I guess? And possibly give them weapons that they'll come murder more people with? kind of a tough choice as far as I see it. Yeah, I think the best choice right now is to follow him and try to do damage control as much as possible. I never wanted to find myself in this situation ever again. Uh, we'll have to talk with the rest of the group privately later, but we'll let them know what we have planned. I guess we follow along. Merida nods at him and goes back to the um, group. 
Meanwhile, Tony is rifling through the box. Hey, I think you forgot the brass tacks, too. Oh. It's, it's, you know, I think, I think I'm going to let you handle this. And he uh, kind of shoves Tajmil a little forward towards Tony. I would push, um, does he have any steel on him? Who? The guy that um, pushed me towards Tony. We'll say that he's got, like, coins in a coin pouch and what you assume is also a couple vials of metal on him. Are they attached to his pants? Um, yeah, they're kind of like secured in a loose pocket that's been designed for the uh, specifically four vials of metal. I'm gonna try and pants him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, plus one for your um, deft hands. I think is the. And, and then, so, how many is that? Uh, with your physique, that'll be a physique of uh, five. Okay. All right, I got uh, I got nothing, so I got <laughs> you. You go to grab it, and then as soon as you do, his hand snakes out and like kind of twists your wrist just a little bit and sends you stumbling more towards Tony. Yeah. All right. Wait, did you do it physically or with allomancy? I that's what I was thinking. Oh, with allomancy. Gonna... Yeah. Um, then yeah, you it just nothing happens. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, it was worth a shot. Uh, do you two have any questions while your compatriots are discussing the situation here? You talking to me? Uh, you and your uh, dim, uh, dim friend Tony there. I'd start flipping a coin. I'd be like, yeah, I got a question. Uh, which, uh, which eye do you want me to blacken first? What? This Did I miss this... something? Yeah, you missed something. This guy's uh, he, he's the same type of scum... That uh, gave those blades uh, that killed my parents. So <laughs> I can I assure did, you, I am nowhere near the level of bastard that the Lord Ruler was. Yeah, he know. wants to give them kitties. He just forgot them. I don't know. All I see is a bunch of blades and someone saying that they're going to sell them to the Kolosk and stuff. Let me, let, thinking, me just, let me frame this in another way. And we'll say that this is when uh, Falcom and uh, Merida come back up and rejoin them. If I leave these Koloths as is, they has, they still have swords. They're not as good swords, but they have swords. And they have no direction other than whatever cult, tribal, cultural direction takes them. Now, if they become under my direction, sure, they'll have slightly better swords. But that's not going to change how dangerous they are. They can kill a man with the old sword as same as they would with the new. But that gives them a human who is directing their actions, who wants them to learn how to build a house, how to build a ship, how to pave a road, how to create a new city that will be the shining jewel of the Elendel Empire. Oh, come on. You're trying to put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Tajmil, calm down. No, they're Kolos. Have you ever... I Do don't... you know how leaders are chosen in a Kolos tribe? I'm prepared to pay that price as well. Oh. You're willing to go that far, huh? I'm not going to make the transformation, no, because I don't want to lose that vision that I have. But I am prepared to do what needs to be done to make this work. What if they don't want to build houses? What if they want to live in caves instead? 
Well, that's something that I can worry about after this deed is done. So, um, this is metagame. If I remember correctly, the, um, the leader Coloss is the one that, like, is the strongest, right? Um, yeah, generally speaking, the, the, there used to be just random fights between Coloss, um, and randomly, and they didn't necessarily have leaders other than when the Lord Ruler would take direct command of them. Um, and then any, like, lieutenants or anybody uh, from noble houses who would be put in charge of a Coloss army. Uh, and so, like, a lot of, like, a lot of what would be known about their culture now is, you know, just guesswork or just trusting what Harmony said, that the influence of Ruin that made them so rage-filled is no longer there and that they're slightly different than they used to be. Okay, so Meredith's gonna be like, so you're saying you're willing to take, like, that initiative to become the leader, but why did you hire us if you're strong enough to become the leader? Well, you've hit to the the crux of another matter. I did not hire you with the anticipation that I would need you for the Coloss. Then why did you hire us? As I said, I have many enemies inside of the Lendell, and I am sure that my plans have gotten out at least enough information to make it so that some could guess what my intentions are. I do not expect that we will get to the Coloss camp without running into some sort of trouble. What guarantee do you have that this is going to even work? There are no guarantees, but only those who dare to risk greatly will ever accomplish greatly. But doesn't that equally expose us to uh, tragedy greatly? Well, that's a risk that I'm willing to take. If it's not something that you're interested in, then you can leave now. I don't know. You're, you've got me halfway between interests and halfway between, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the first person I think I'm about ready to call the police on in my entire life. <laughs> Let's do it, Tajmil. We're going to be the bestest, most famousest adventurers in the whole world. And if we're the ones who get the Coloss to build roads and buildings instead of killing people, I say that's how we go down in history. I think it still sounds like a fool's plan. That's okay. I'm a fool, so it works out. Tajmil, we're paid to do a job. Can you do the job? We'll talk later about you know everything. But I'll I'll do the job under one condition. If this goes south, I'm gonna pull this guy's pants down. Well, uh, that doesn't sound so bad. I'm okay with that. Maybe maybe he's I'm a little okay into it. that. Maybe that's... <laughs> but no, it's going to be in front of everyone in a cafeteria. What's a cafeteria? It's um, a mess hall. Ah, don't worry about it. There you go. Oh, yeah, a mess hall. okay, okay. It's like a dining room, but for the lower class. Yeah, I've spent oh, many a meal We should there. get an upper class one, then. I'll uh, make sure the Coloss build one just for you. Well, thank you. Are there any other questions before we uh, wrap up this little powwow now that I've bared my soul to all of you? I think Matter's just going to shake her head. I just urge caution with all of this. I think you're going in with good intentions, good enough at least, but this could quickly get away from you. And I don't even know, depending on the situation, if us four will even be any help 
with the actual Coloss. If they send, if your enemies send some people after us, I, I don't see us having problems there. But the Coloss is impossible to fight if they're in a fighting mood. Well, with any luck, that won't be a problem. I do not anticipate problems with the Coloss. I'm sincerely hoping that we do not have any altercations with them. And as long as we, our side does not do anything stupid, I do not think that it would be in the Coloss's interests to attack us either. Now, if uh, if Tajmil here decides that he wants to get a little revenge for his killed parents, then, well, we might all end up dead in a ditch, and history will never know any of our names. But if we're able to keep level heads, I think that we can do exactly what young Tony here has said. Or I guess Tony's not that young. We can do what Tony here has said, and we can be known as those who have tamed the Coloss and brought them to bring Elendel, the Elendel base in prosperity for years to come. Decades, centuries, generations. Why, if this works, my great-great-great-great-great-grandson could have a whole team of Coloss who are loyal to Elendel. Imagine a future like that. I just think that there is so... This is, this is really... Ooh, I, I, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to do it, and I'll keep cool, but I swear to God that if this goes south, I'm going to pull your pants down so hard. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> Tony just riots everyone but Falcom's sense of excitement. Merida feels no excitement. Uh, Merida, go ahead and roll it. Roll your spirit. Uh, Tony, roll yours. Uh, Tajmil, roll your... Well, Tony, roll your rioting. Tajmil, roll your spirit. I got three twos. But, like, isn't it that there has to be some emotion to riot? Because Merida is, like, terrified. the, The difficulty adding in your roll as a factor. Okay. Sorry, it took me a second to look it up. I rolled a pair of fives and a nudge. <laughs> I got three fives. But do you have a nudge? No, no, no. Um, I set the base difficulty at three, since I didn't think there'd be very much excitement at all, and I was adding their rolls into it. So, Merida does feel a small tingle of excitement. Tajmil does not. Which I think is appropriate, because Tajmil has more reason to hate the Coloss. Okay. Merida is just glaring at Tony. Tony pretends not to No, see but it. does anybody say anything about the whole thing? Or is it just glares? Um, as uh, this is transpiring, um, let me do a quick roll. Uh, Abiers walks over and he puts one hand on the Coloss sword and tugs upward and it comes free of the ground. And then he slides it back into the box and takes a hammer and hammers all the nails back in so it's sealed shut one more time once more. So wait, he just picked it up pretty Tony easily. Flaps. Yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty effortless. Ah. Uh, Merida does not like him. <laughs> I see. <sighs> so when I was looking at the swords, were they my uh I forget his name. My uh Elantrian friend? You could definitely notice, like, he will say his, like, little sign that he put into the pommel of your Makawitl. 
and you saw the same one inscribed on that, as well as uh, seeing them load the crates from his shop onto the carts. Ooh, fancy. And you didn't even make him roll. I mean, I figured that'd be pretty easy to notice. Yeah, I mean, like, he just spent a couple weeks crafting my weapon, if I can't tell his handiwork a little bit. And anyways, most craftsmen during, like, that time probably would have had a like a mark or a trademark or whatever. Say, this is me. I did this. And I mean, they loaded the boxes from his shop, so that's pretty much the definition. Yeah, I was just, I just wanted or... to be sure. Tajmil, let me uh, swap back out for the word the founding. I want to read back up about the Coloss and this Jastis guy. All right. I just take the book and swap it out for which uh whichever one the what did you say the words of founding words of founding oh here it is there you go thank you kindly uh well uh we will say then that if you guys didn't want anything else in that scene um everybody goes to bed a little bit uneasy except for Tony since he's uh, pretty flippant uh and then you wake up uh the next two days pass without incident uh and then at the very uh end of the night after everybody's going to bed uh somebody will say that maybe on merida's watch since she would be the one who's most observant um she hears the approaching sound of horse uh horse hooves against the ground uh from the distance and um she rouses of ears first who uh instantly goes on alert and tells her to wake up the rest of the crew because it was most certainly his enemies sending, uh, sending, well, we can just do that in character. Uh, well, we should, uh, we should definitely get everybody up because this is what I've been waiting for, what I anticipated, and this is the reason that you are here. So hopefully, uh, the, the force isn't too large and they'll be rebuffed easily, but be ready because here comes trouble. And we'll go ahead and call it there. Hooray! Hey. So thank you everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Uh, I think that we got really deep into the role play and that was a lot of fun for me at the very least. Uh, I hope the rest of the crew feels the same way and that uh, you listeners join us next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Okay. Um. Do these other people are they uh, actually gonna? Are you gonna? Are they gonna be narrated? Uh, Avir's at the very least will be. I don't know how many okay. other NPCs I want to just <laughs> pop out of thin air. All right. Because just trying to live uh, sort of true to the to the meme from earlier. And uh, but uh, all right. I I I got an idea, guys. <laughs> I got the I, don't I know. got the adventure book open to the name page, so I'm good on that front. <laughs>